Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Wednesday, our episodes are Sword of the Spirit. As you may know, when we start to go out into the world each day, we need to be dressed for success, putting on the full armor of God that's described for us in Ephesians chapter 6. And part of that armor is the defensive weapon, the sword of the Spirit, that we can fight, use it to fight against the enemy's attacks. What is the sword of the Spirit? It is the Word of God. So in this episode, we normally cover passages, scriptures, with our topic area. So today's episode title is Priority. Priority, And it's about Martha and Mary. Our study today is about Martha and Mary. You can find stories about them, their brother Lazarus, in the Gospels of the New Testament. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus lived in Bethany, not far from Jerusalem. They were close friends, like family, to Jesus. So often they would open their home to Jesus and his disciples whenever they traveled near where they lived. Both sisters loved Jesus, of course and they had great qualities in their character. But they were very different in their personalities and approach in life. We can easily identify with one or the other and learn from the story about them. In Luke 10, entitled Martha, Mary and Martha, Worship and Service, let's read these verses in Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. Jesus visits Martha and Mary. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said this to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Other translations indicate that Jesus said Mary had chosen that good part, the worship over service. As we can see in the story and in other passages, Martha appears to be the leader, the head of the household. She is hospitable, social, practical, and efficient. She is task and service-minded, and she is close to Jesus, so close that she feels comfortable to express her thoughts and feelings to him. Many of us can identify with Martha. We certainly need people who, call, who are called to serve the Lord and serve others. Mary, on the other hand, is more laid back, calm, peaceful, and humble. She is patient and filled with reverence and faith. Mary is dedicated to Jesus. Her clear priority is to remain in his presence, to worship, honor, and listen to the wisdom that Jesus shares. She is so close to Jesus that she feels comfortable in expressing her devotion to him at his feet. Many of us can identify with Mary. The church, the world, needs people who are so, deva- so devoted to the Lord in worship. Each woman has great qualities that we need in our Christian walk. 
So why was Martha working so hard to serve Jesus? Why did he say that Mary, who was worshiping at his feet, had chosen the good part? Does that mean that worship is more important than service? In this instance, Mary had recognized her priority, worshiping the Lord, while Martha had become distracted while serving Jesus and his disciples. So the issue at hand was priority over distraction, which we can see in the story. We can even become distracted while we're doing good things, while we're doing service in our calling. The lesson in this story is that life happenings, events, celebrations, and even being busy while serving the Lord can, even in mission work, can distract us from being better than doing the better thing, that good part, which is worshiping Jesus. Too easily we can get caught up in our tasks, our busy schedules, even if we're doing it for a good cause, and we can lose sight of the priorities in life. Well, I want to add, we can also spend our time looking at the past, at the sorrows, anger, unforgiveness, and fear that resides there. Those are distractions too. We can look at our problems in the here and now, and we can worry about the future. All of those things are distractions from our priorities, which would be, namely, the first and foremost, to praise and worship the Lord. The past, we can leave in the past through our Lord and forgiveness and forget forgiveness and forgive and move on ask forgiveness and focus on the present moment where we are for our problems we can turn to God for for his strength and refuge for he is our help in times of trouble we cast our cares on him and in faith leave it leave it all with him let it go with health issues, we pray as in Jeremiah seventeen fourteen, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. As for the future, we have no control over that. We look up to the Lord for our future with patient hope and faith for eternity with Him. Oftentimes, I can look at my planning planning a daily planner and just say, if it's your will, Lord, I will do this and that. If it's your will, Lord, I will go here and there. Well, what are the priorities in life? Let's see what Jesus himself said in Mark 12, 28 through 34. Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So we see while we are to love our neighbors, strive to help those in need, and to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus with them, this is not our first priority. Our greatest and first priority is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. We can see then that Mary had chosen that good part, to worship Jesus, while Martha was distracted, that was the key word, she was distracted, busy and anxious while serving Jesus and others. So how do we worship the Lord? We do it every day as we pray continually, praising Him with thanksgiving, singing and worship music, worship 
and study the Word of God, take quality time to seek His voice, His presence. Before we leave Martha's family, we have another story to look at, that this one involving Martha, Mary, and Lazarus in John 11. Jesus performed a miracle, bringing Lazarus back to life, after he had already been dead in the tomb for four days. Sometime following this miracle, we again see the service of Martha, Lazarus spending time with Jesus, and Mary at his feet in worship. Let's read John 12, 1-3. Jesus anointed at Bethany. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made for, from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping her feet with his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. Do we see ourselves in all of this? In every situation, we face choices because we have free will. It's up to us to decide what our priorities are and to keep ourselves from distractions. And there's so numerous distractions in this world. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Not everything you want, maybe, but everything you need. Going back to John 11, 55, verses, 50, verses 25 through 26, before Jesus brought Lazarus up from the dead, Jesus told Martha this, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Sounds kind of like Jesus is wanting her to choose him and become a believer. So maybe that was at the crux of her distractions. I always like to encourage listeners to accept Jesus if they've not done so already. It's the most important decision that we can make. Truly, he is the priority of our life, and it is a matter of life and death. Here are some powerful scriptures about salvation. John 3, 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his own one and only Son, so that everyone, anyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God demonstrated his ultimate unconditional love for, you, for us. Another important scripture is John fourteen six. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you confessed Jesus? Let's read Romans 10, 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. People who make that important decision become a believer and they confess it out loud. Whether you've accepted Jesus or not, let us pray this prayer together and out loud. Dear Jesus, I know who you are. You are the only begotten Son. I know what you did. You suffered on the cross for me. You paid for my sins and you rose from the grave. I need you, Jesus. I am hopeless without you. But I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me. I repent of my sins. I walk away from them now, and I ask you to come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. 
Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me, and I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If this is your first time to pray this prayer, you've said it, and you've said it believing in your heart, then you're saved, born again. You're a new creature. You've started your Christian walk, your relationship with Jesus. I want to encourage you to, as you travel on your own Christian walk, there may be detours and potholes along the way, trials along your path, but overcoming happens as you follow Jesus in all you do, study God's word, obey and praise the Lord, enjoy an abundance in his calling, his purpose for your life, as well as joy, peace, and love. As we prioritize Jesus first in our lives, we are choosing that good part, and he will fulfill our needs. When we're sp spending our time in his presence, we are more joyful and at peace. He fills us up with his love, and as his vessels, we pour it out for others. We become more and more like Jesus. As we draw closer to him in worship and service, our priorities over the many distractions of this world we are better able to overcome temptations and trials that come, always putting him first. Well, let me end this with a salutation found in 2 Corinthians. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for joining me today and joining me every Wednesday morning on the episode of Sword of the Spirit with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. Every Monday, we'll have Hope and Faith Journey, uh, talking about encouragement and healing through our challenges. And then every Friday, we have Karen's Book Corner, where I share a little bit about books I've written or something that someone else has written. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Please go to my website contact page and send your comments and your suggestions. I appreciate all feedback. That is at KarenJaneCasey.com. And when you go there, you will see resource material regarding domestic violence. You'll see about my books, blogs, and podcasts. If you've read and enjoyed any of my books, especially if they've brought you to any kind of encouragement or positive change. I want to know about it. And also, I would surely appreciate a good review on Amazon.com. Well, thank you and God bless. Mm.